A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. What episode is this? Episode 80. Alright, thank you because I had no idea. Um yeah, episode 82. Um Black Bria Podcast. Is that how you start the podcast? How else am I gonna start? <laughs> Hi guys. Honestly. Thank you so much for listening to episode 81. We appreciate the feedback and the love. Do that then. <laughs> done it. No, for real though. Thank you for everybody who um oh yeah, somebody came up to me yesterday and was just like, Yeah, really liked the visuals and stuff like that. So glad you guys are doing them. Um yeah, what's the feedback been on your side? Like how are you I'm using bed all you know. <laughs> oh gosh No I think it's been good I think people have appreciated the visuals yeah. I think people have just appreciated that we're back Very um, very very true Yeah so even when you You know you did the preview Yeah People were like Oh my days like, You guys are back I yeah, thought yeah, you guys yeah. were, were done essentially So I had uh, I went out for dinner With somebody from church recently mm. And um, Made the point that she thought Black Burrito was done mm. um, It's just like nah Just Small hiatus oh, Small um, <laughs> Hiatus of sorts um, But yeah definitely back back live um mm-hmm. and on camera um and yeah no I, I really enjoyed the first episode it's kind of i don't know if you guys remember but we were saying it was a bit nerve-wracking yeah. being yeah. on camera and all that kind of stuff but actually when you see how it comes out and how it sounded actually pretty chill mm. happy with happy with how it came out anyway speaking of um being back how's your holiday cold and expensive so <laughs> where'd you go again so oslo? we went to oslo yeah. okay um so went on thursday came back on sunday okay and yeah, I've been to some other Scandinavian countries, but mm. Norway was very expensive. Really? And I went with, to be fair, I went with like five girls okay. and we were, you know, some of us were, we wanted to splurge small and yeah, then we, yeah. we saw like, we were like, well, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> the, life the, wasn't soft, the life wasn't soft it wasn't, enough. It wasn't soft enough. It wasn't enough. soft enough. <laughs> so it was so, you know, when you see people like adjust, Yeah. Like, yeah. oh no, it's cold, it's really cold outside though. Like, do we really need to go? And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> poverty, the disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, aside from that, like it was chilled, kind of what I wanted. Okay. Like loads of good conversation, like just catching up, yeah, like, you know, yeah, sharing yeah. life. So no, it was, it was good. It was good. Nice, nice. Where did you go? Waiting for the reveal. Sorry, he had a quick question. What was your yeah, question on? I think it was on some. Well, I can't remember where it was. But I don't know if it was to either of us. I but know. I guess the point is, I think I've been to only Nordic country I've been to is Copenhagen. Okay. And it's they're all expensive, from my understanding. We could have caught a train to Stockholm, and it's the same thing. Oh my gosh! None of them is reasonable. So yeah, so I've been. Yeah, I've been to Stockholm. Been to Copenhagen. Mm. I just felt like Norway was a touch. You know, it was. I think we so we got there, and mm. a lot of us. So some of us went out to get some dim sum. Okay. I was wanted to stay at home. Okay. I went shopping with them and there was chicken breast that was fifteen pounds. How big is it? Like standard chicken breast from Tesco's four pound fifty that, max. What's special about this chicken? I, like I was I was flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you eat out there at all? This no, we actually is, did. Is this thing is gonna drop again. <laughs> Part uh, two. <laughs> um no I did I did eat. We saw I'm saying that, but we yeah, went yeah. out basically like every day. Okay. Um, no worries. Why you not come it might just be me, you know. It might just be me. No, I think it's me this time. Um. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Yeah, we still went out. We still went out. Of course, it was. It was my. It was my birthday on the Friday, so you know we have can't stay. Happy belated birthday. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um. But no, it was. It was. It was good. It was actually fun, and I relaxed as well. Um. What's there to do? What's there to do in Oslo? So we were near like central Oslo. So it was like an opera house. Okay. Um, there was loads of like outdoor um, saunas that you could do and loads okay. of walking tours. But yeah, I mean. Too cold for that. The Saturday, for example, we woke up. We were like, let's go. Let's go yeah. for a walk. Let's basically immerse ourselves in, in Oslo. And then for me, it was like an hour of wind and we ended up in TGIs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, wait, even TGIs, but yeah. to cut a cloth according to our side. Did you try like, any of the local Norwegian food? I think what we had, I had something, we had brunch in the morning. So okay. they're very, I know when you go brunch, some people are expecting like sweet, a lot of sweet, but it was yeah, very yeah. savory. So okay. we had like some egg, they're very big on fish as well. Some egg salmon thing. Yeah. It wasn't really hitting for me personally, but you know, they did what they had to do. They did I what they had you. to do. Where I did you go? I went to the city of Athens. 
Um, and, and let me tell you, when we were in the um, cab to Heathrow, when it was revealed that we were going to Athens, well, we were in the feel? back saying, Athens? <laughs> Not Athens. I told, I told people I'm going on holiday and I'm going to Athens. <laughs> First of all, respect Athens, please. So interestingly enough, so, okay. Very biblical, by the way. Yeah, no, so mm. before yeah, we even get there, before we even get there. That was what we wanted to go to Israel. Trust me. So I did, we, so I actually found out where we were going like a day before because I had to get the fit to fly test. Okay. Um, so I checked, I kind of ruined the surprise and checked um, the Heathrow Departures um, website or whatever. But the other boys, no, sorry, two of the other boys didn't know. Yeah. So, you know, they give you like this envelope where it's meant to do the big reveal. So our, the taxi driver comes to pick us up. It's like three in the morning. Is he, is he part of the... No, 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 no. Okay, we just bought. Okay, okay. We just bought to okay, Addison. I that was like, that's no, like, no, hey, no, but but they did book a they did book a book a pickup from the airport to our apartment. Oh, wow. So okay. it was. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna give these guys all their props. Mm-hmm. So um, so he's like, oh, like, oh, so where you guys going? We're like, oh, don't really want to ruin it. Don't really want to reveal. Me and one of the other boys know. Um, and we're like, nah, I don't really want to say because the other guys don't know. And what if it slips out? So he just guesses. So he goes through a number of cities. Oh, are you going to Bucharest? Are you going yeah. to da, da, da. He says Athens. One of my other guys just nods. He goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So we're not in the we're not in the um taxi on the way to Heathrow. Da, da, da. Everyone's in the back. Oh, I wonder what it's gonna be. Me, I'm just hmm. <laughs> oh, I wonder what it's gonna be. What's the weather like? Da, 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 da. He's like, oh, wait, I'm excited for this. I ain't been on holiday in time. Taxi man just goes, Oh guys, the weather in Athens is gonna be like 30. Oh, Mezo. Big mess up. <laughs> Big mess up. I'm just there like See that this, this is why. This taxi man wasn't part of the Oh, uh, he wasn't he wasn't part <laughs> he of it. He didn't at know all. the job. He wasn't part of it at all. So then when we're on the way there now, it's like we still got like 30, 40 minutes to the airport. Uh, man in the back said, Athens. <laughs> I'm paying to go. At, but where did you guys think? Like what in your mind? I don't, what I don't know. So this is funny because I knew think it was I remember Europe. saying we knew it was Europe. Okay. And we had an idea it was kind of like Mediterranean, Southern Europe. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted to go to Italy. Okay. But to be honest, if you're going to Italy around this time of year, you're more likely to be going to like the kind of Alp, not Alpine region. Yeah, Alpine region. You're likely to be going skiing. Yeah. Not to kind of, you know, Positano. Mm-hmm. Where it's sunny. And I'm not. Kind of, that's where I want to go. I'm not. Well, Positano. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I got to Athens and honestly, best city break I've been on. Really? Mm. No lie. Athens is one of those cities, rich cultural heritage, um, so like, so we went to go visit like the Acropolis, mm. the Areopagus, those of you who know Act 17, mm. you know all about that. Um, so we were actually staying directly opposite it. So like our well, apartment had like really a- really close. Yeah, we were dead central. So we had like um, um and a, like a rooftop apartment. Mm. So I could literally see it, step outside, I could see that. Um, they planned kinds of official tours and unofficial tours. So as well as kind of doing like the- cultural heritage and the lady who took us through it was kind of telling us about kind of Greek mythology, um, ancient Greek religion, all that, that kind of stuff. Well, and really then good. I love that stuff. We had like the unofficial tour. So she was like, <laughs> so she's like a fine art student. So she was oh, like, I'm okay. going to show you um, Athens, but the back streets. So mm. this is kind of like where all the locals go. So she took us to like some bars, some pubs, the local eateries. We did some fine dining, got our Michelin star, you know, mm. something like um, but honestly, soft life. it was <laughs> honestly best, best, um, best tour I've been on. If you like Greek drill, I'm gonna show you the Greek, Greek drill. drill. Greek no, thank drill. You. No, thank you. No, thank you. Honestly, but no, genuinely, um, like one of the bars we went to, I think is is ranked like top four, top four bars in the world. Do some amazing oh. cocktails. Just really, really good time to just um, see. At, Breathe different air, first of all. It was nice to get out of London. <laughs> the ghetto. Um, yeah, there's, there's just so many funny stories. Like, we we missed one of the tours that they'd already planned for us. I'm thinking I leave the house in a rush. So I'm going to buy the boys train tickets. I call them up, run back at the train station. I'm at the train station with the train tickets. Call them up, where are you? We're already on the train. Where are you? It's just uh-huh. all, all manner of madness. But genuinely, um, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, would definitely recommend. And the guys who planned it for us, Journey, um, no free promo, but actually... Like they do amazing tours, and I'm saying to you, if you want to do kind mm. of long weekends or mm. short trips, mm. well worth doing because, like, I think kind of three to four days, yeah. they plan everything for you to oh, a that's tea. Really wow. That's really good. Plan everything good. for you to a tea. That's and if you're somebody good. like me who doesn't like doing itinerary, yeah, 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 really, really helpful. Anything longer than that, I kind of feel like one, you want to know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, if you're going like a ten to fourteen day holiday, you, you to want know to know where you're going. Just in case it's not Athens. Exactly. I went Athens last year and. 
for a wedding and yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't do half the stuff he did. Really? So, yeah. No, no. Honestly, that's that's the thing. Like we kind of thought. I don't. I, I don't know what we expected when we kind of fought Athens, but we just didn't think, particularly at this time of year as well, that it would be mm. particularly um, like buzzing. Like you wanted to mm. go to somewhere and it just to be rich, and it's just a really interesting like cultural um, shift. So it's like you go there, heavily family oriented. So between kind of like five thirty to eight thirty p.m., everybody's indoors having dinner, but then as soon as it's eight thirty. Everybody kind of leaves the city, um, leaves like their homes and then goes out loads of like rooftop bars and mm. stuff like that. So it's it's very much, a, yeah, it's very much a nocturnal city. Um, and it was just interesting to learn more about kind of like what's going on with kind of Greece right now. So there's a lot of flight from its mm. young population. So obviously if, if you're kind of aware of what's been happening there kind of economically. Quite an um, population as yeah, well. Asian yeah. population and the young people there kind of very, kind of feel like bereft of opportunities in some regards. So it was interesting to speak to to the student, well, both the students. One's a, uh, a museologist, so like she does like tours through like museums and all that kind of stuff. And the other one's a fine art student. And it was just interesting to hear their perspectives on what opportunities there are for young Greek people, yeah, why they're leaving, um, how they spend their time in Greece. So apparently, when it gets really, really hot, that's when you see local Athenians go to like the Mykonos and the, um, what's the other one, Santorini. Mm. They go and enjoy because it it's too hot apparently in um, in the city. So I would absolutely. First of all, recommend Athens if you're somebody who's into like your cultural history, loves really good food. Oh my days! See how you're talking about egg and. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do I didn't. Ha- I didn't have. Oh, they give me what? No, bread, no. So, there's, there's, so, so the, the <laughs> like the local dish. Obviously, like we expected to go there and have some banging seafood. Yeah, it's big on seafood. We unfortunately yeah. didn't. Um, the night we went to the fine dining thingamajig, everything on the seafood menu was was out. Mm. Um, so I was just still ended up just having amazing kind of like what was it had like goat neck mm. um so i'm just really <laughs> my god said my god to me and said bro not i'm go- telling you not goat neck. i'm <laughs> telling you i'm telling you I'm, i'll send you the, what's it called like vezine or something like that i sent him in the restaurant mm-hmm. um there's one if anybody's going to uh, santorini there's also one out there go check it out amazing one of greece's best restaurant greece's best restaurants um, but the best place was actually like a small local eatery. Like imagine like a local chip shop, right? Yeah, so the yeah, big yeah. thing is like souvlaki, mm. which is like like a chicken pork or a lamb skewer. Chips, oh my so. goodness. Mm. We're talking about tender, mm. delicate. Tender. <laughs> my God, tender. <laughs> We're talking about, oh my days. Nah, that was banging. Different um, sort of boss, man. Oh bro, it was, it was you know, really, really good. And then, um, yeah, just really, really enjoyed my time. So it was a short one and then, yeah, back to London, isn't it? Yeah, you know when you um, land at, every time I land oh. at Heathrow, I land and it was raining. I said, this oh. place. I swear, this always place. That. I swear anytime I land, it's, it's always raining. raining. But it's definitely, I mean, it's funny because we had that kind of soft life conversation, but I think traveling has given me that itch to be like, I definitely want to get in a few more, a few more holidays this year. Mm. Um, and I, can, I think particularly in that mode where it's just like that good blend of kind of, um, you, you understand about the city itself from the different mm, perspectives. Um, yeah. Really, really, really amazing tour. So we definitely encourage people. It's like, if you can do, obviously, because I know that that's not necessarily something that everyone can do. Mm. But if you can do, travel, see different places. And it just gives you a different appreciation for the world. I remember, mm. so I've been going through, um, uh, in my devotions, I've been going through like Psalms and Proverbs and um, Psalm 19 about like, you know, the, the heavens declaring uh, the glory of God and um, day and night sorry day to day and night to night it's speaking of um his handiwork mm. and it was funny because i was sat on the rooftop of our apartment and as part of this plan that i'm going through um you can share with the person who you're going through it with and i was just mm. saying to my brother i said bro i am literally watching the sunset in a completely different city mm. and this scripture is just resonating with me in a completely different light it's not like i don't see sunset in mm. london mm. but first of all I mean, well, can you see the sunset with those no pollution? <laughs> those high rises. Can you see Trust. the sunset? You're looking at Canary Wharf and all them buildings in front of you. you catch it, but it's like like completely different because obviously, yeah. like I'm looking over, I'm looking over hills. I'm looking at like yeah, a you know yeah, yeah. a monument that you know that has stood for yonks. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, this yeah. is this is civilizations that has been standing, and it's just like you're appreciating these things in a completely different light. And I think that's yeah. one of the great things that um, if you do have the the fortune to travel it really affords you and yeah. you do just get to see more of the created order but you just get to appreciate god's handiwork in doing so so yeah. if if you have the opportunity to to fly out this year or, you know even if you're staying in the uk for a staycation it'd be good i think for both for your mental and just for your even like your, your spiritual appreciation mm. it, you you underestimate um 
how much sunset through. So you go to like somewhere like the Northern Lights or something like that. You just see like the yeah, beauty yeah, of all yeah, these yeah. things and you see, rah, there is so much more than my corner of London. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel that, that when, even when I even read this history, even if it's like secular history, mm. you remember, so God existed while this happened. Yeah, like, yeah, I wonder, you know, even if it's like, you know, Victorian or Tudor or medieval and mm. it's like God was, God, yeah, God yeah. was here. God was present in that. It's like, era, yeah, yeah. you just remember how small you were, how big God is. So, so that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the interesting things about this trip is like, it sparked my desire to go back and read some classics. Yeah. So it was funny because it was like, which I mean, ones? So right now I'm going through um, Plato's Republic. Come on. Um, I also Come got on, Homer's Iliad Come and Odysseus. Is it not? Is it Odysseus? Odysseus. And then I've got a couple of um, books on Socrates that I want to mm-hmm. go through. Plato's Republic is tough. I don't know if you've. I didn't finish ever, it, oh, but gosh. it is tough. So I'm still in chapter one, and you can basically kind of deal with a, um, a conversation between. Uh, Socrates and a couple of more local philosophers of that time and it's just getting used to kind of understanding the Socratic method of reasoning mm-hmm. and it's bro just get to your point why <laughs> why all the questions but no again one of those one of those really interesting things where actually so the book itself is actually about morality mm-hmm. um, the book itself is about kind of understanding morality and man's assimilation to God mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's just interesting I think what will be interesting for me is just to see how they reason through ethics mm-hmm. and how that compares to kind of Christian ethics yeah. but genuinely like going abroad and then having the kind of history to Greek mythology and ancient Greek religion and then mm. being able to kind of think through that through that lens has been something that's just been sparked to me from going for that kind of um, short three or four day trip. So yeah, looking forward to kind of sharing with you my thoughts and insights from those books as well. If anyone is doing, and I must, you have to plug my guy, if anyone is doing that, mm. you have to then parallel that with Augustine. <laughs> because I thought, and I thought, he yeah, engaged yeah, yeah. with that head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in many ways you understand the Socratic writings, you understand Plato's approach, you understand Greek mythology mm. more by reading Augustine. Right, okay, interesting, interesting. It's crazy the way he breaks it down, but that's another conversation. No, 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 but we can, we can definitely chop it up about that. But um, I guess, yeah, interestingly enough, kind of um, coming out of like the visit to, to Athens and stuff, and like you said, like a, a very kind of um, biblically important um, place. So as part of my kind of travels, um, was able to kind of see... What, what we know is from kind of Act 17, Mars Hill, the Areopagus, which is which is basically like, um, so the Acropolis is more so like a marketplace, but the Areopagus, mm. um, interestingly enough, the, the lady was saying to us now, it's where kind of uh, Greek men take Greek women now on their first dates. Mm. So it's interesting mm. to Romantic. see it. Yeah, so it's, it's still got the historical significance, <laughs> but um, it has a, con- a different contemporary, um, I guess, significance. But historically, at least anyway, it's the place where kind of... Um, the debaters, the spokes, mm. the spokes, and men only at that time mm-hmm. used to go and kind of was like the marketplace of ideas, mm. and they used to kind of share insights and um, you know just kind of discuss and reason. Um, and yeah, was was able to kind of go see that from the Acropolis. And um, funnily enough, it reminded me of um, a tweet that I had seen not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And basically, this guy was basically saying, you know, if Paul was still alive today. <laughs> <laughs> He would write a letter to Leg- to Legotians. Um and I don't know if any of you guys had seen um, that tweet. What did, have you guys seen the tweet? I saw the tweet. Oh, I saw what the, were some? The what were your, bro, killed me. What was this? Oh, foolish Legotians! Oh, ye that, foolish Legotians! That killed me. Um, this is the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing again. Um, next time I'm coming. <laughs> no, honestly. No, nah, honestly, um, one of the funniest tweets that I've seen in a long time, mm. and it was just like, do you know? Now that I've been to this city and I've kind of had a chance to kind of think through his address to the the people of Athens at the time. It just got me thinking like, rah, what would, um, and I guess in the same way that the person who wrote the tweet was was kind of thinking about, you know, what would kind of pull right to people in my city? Mm. Mm. What would be the things that maybe kind of characterize London or if, if you're in Lagos or wherever you are and you're listening to us, probably a helpful exercise to kind of think through maybe kind of what other, I don't know if it's the issues that the churches here are facing, what kind of encouragements might, the Apostle Paul or just Peter or, or anybody who was inspired to write scripture, um, what might they be saying to us to encourage us in our walk here? And I think that was one of the things that we were thinking about. How about we just, yeah, what, what are the things that we look at in London maybe um, and in our time and think would be just helpful to to encourage Christians about or what might the scriptures kind of speak to p- more pertinently um, about what we kind of see day to day out here? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. 
I've been thinking a lot about like just churchianity. Mm. Um, and Say it again. What's the word? Churchianity. <coughs> okay, this is a new word. Break it down. <laughs> You've heard mm. churchianity. Come churchianity. Yeah. I've never. I have I've never, never heard. It was this actually term. tied. It was actually. It, I was watching Love Is Blind. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Love Is Blind in no. this season. What's Love Is Blind? So it's a show on Netflix okay. where um, kind of the premise of the show is to prove if you can kind of fall in love with someone without actually meeting them. Ew. So they kind of take, <laughs> <laughs> so they take um, yeah, like men and women, put them in different pods, kind okay. of spin dating, speed, speed dating essentially, mm-hmm. and then after a while, you know, a man will kind of propose to a woman, and then she agrees, and then yeah, they get. Having engaged. never seen the person, yeah, and you see, you see people say stuff like, "I love you." You're the one for me, and then so they, you know, accept the proposal, and then they have like a big reveal, you know, hug one another, and then they plan their, 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 their marriage, which they get married in like four to six weeks. So yes, yeah, <laughs> random. But there's a, there was a couple on there. Sorry, a, have you not seen this? I've never seen this. I don't it's even season two as well. What is what is? Can you speak to the success rate from season one? Um, okay, so there was a there was like a big couple, Cameron and Lauren. This yeah, is, I'm really showing you tea. But, um, so they're interracial. And they're they're like still married, still happily in love. They're okay. almost like the the breakout couple of season one. Right. Okay. I think maybe so. There's usually six couples. I may be wrong. Mm. I think maybe three are still married. Okay. And then they do this thing where the where there's like a decision. So you yeah. kind of meet each other at the altar and you say, "Do you agree to marry this person?" And right. that's kind of the, "I don't want to marry you." Or, yeah, I do yeah. want to marry you. Um, so the people who I think some people decided not to actually marry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so those who did get it's married, done. I think are still married. <laughs> I think are still married. But the Cameron, the Cameron and Lauren one. Yeah. Like, like they literally said, "I love you." Like after the first or wow. second day, hadn't seen each other. Nothing. How, sorry, how long ago was this shot for us to have a sense of how long the marriage? Has I'm been not sure. Sh- uh, so season season one came out maybe t- before pandemic. So it's been like three and, years now. Um, so, th- so in season two, Sorry, there's, uh, there's a w- woman, she's a professing Christian mm. uh, and she meets a guy and he's an atheist. So they, okay. you know, so they have great rapport. Right. And then she says something like, I don't know, do you believe in God? He's like, who's that? Don't believe in a fairy dust. You know, the usual. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's very much like, you know, but if we have kids, would you let them come to church with me? And right. he was like, I don't want to brainwash my children. Right. And it is back and forth. And you, for me, you just saw that she was very conversant in churchianity. She just wanted, I think she was almost repelled by how vehement he was against God. Okay. Um, so, and, and then it just had me thinking that in our day and age where a lot of people kind of can speak the lingo of, of you know, they know the, they, may, they might know the praise songs, they might know some scriptures, they might mm. know how to blend in, but they actually mm. don't actually have um, genuine faith. Mm. Um, and, and I see that kind of in our era a lot more in comparison to our parents. Of course, a lot of our parents weren't Christians yeah. um, and pretended to for a long time. Right, right. But you see it in our day and age where we can kind of blend in and out. Mm. And, and I wonder if that would be, I don't know, rebuke to us that, you know, our, our faith, is our faith genuine or are we just, have we kind of just blended in with the in crowd for the moment or the time being? Do you think that's a particularly pertinent issue in London? Is that something you feel like I you see so. quite a lot? I think maybe along millennials as well. So you've okay. So your parents have come over here. They've raised you in, in the faith. Mm. Um, so you still have the like remnants of it. Mm. You're just not really kind of down for it generally, but yeah. you can still kind of move in and out. Right, um, right. That was just something I was thinking about. Um, right. What about you, Edgy? Churchianity. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I've, I've heard never heard. Churchianity, really? Nah. I almost thought you meant like people who think. That going to church in itself. I think that's that's another that kind part of, of it. spin-off as well. So right. you're thinking you're a Christian just because you go to church. Right. But you might know some people that go to church. Yeah. Um a lot or once a month or when it's Easter or Christmas, but that's too much for me. Mm. Um and maybe that's just their their pull of like morality that they're still kind of holding on to. Like, mm. no, 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 relax, man, I still go to church. Um mm. but no, that was just something I had in mind. What mm. I don't know, as so I'm thinking again, London. And in many ways, you look through the letters and like similar themes come up. Mm. So in a sense, mm. like, yeah, you could, you could see how people probably saying the same things in many ways. But there are, I guess, but there are obviously some 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 things that are not as clear. Um, but I will still speak to them. But in terms of how you know sins have manifested in the modern culture, right? You know, because um, Paul, yeah, speaking sometimes specifically to some sinful practices unique to you know, the culture of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, so for example, you can think of like Corinthians and sexual yeah, morality. Exactly. Mm. The reforms, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 when, and you know, you know, referring to um, even just cultural norms, we're not even maybe just in a particular sin mm. to make a point. 
you know, you you probably have to make the point differently using another culture norm to display mm. the point, whether it's gender roles or whether you know. So I think in many ways he was saying the same things, <laughs> um, um, and but it's interesting because the, I think I, I would I'm interested in terms of so thinking of where we're at now in society, particularly in the UK context. Mm. Um, what sort of the, what has sort of filled the news over recent months? Okay. Um, in terms of what we expect from our those in sort of positions of leadership, yeah. right? And for me, it really just reminds me that people have the law of God on their hearts. You know, sometimes we forget because the world is crazy mm. and people are doing some mad stuff. Mm. Crazy, but there's points in time where there's a collective, collective fury. Right and 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 a justified few right? <laughs> over the behavior of one or few. So tell us how you really feel about uh, Boris Bro, Johnson. Just, um, no, but those, those parties. I don't know what you're talking about. Though. Those parties were really like how. But they're dare reassuring they? to me that human beings, uh, you know that yeah, actually you you know what right and wrong is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're selective. Yeah, but you know. I don't know if you um saw the most recent dressing down John Burko gave. He, he's actually he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's actually ridiculous. The articulation is ridiculous. Mwah, then I he was it. like, that's just some of the things I think. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. Ask me later and I'll tell you how I really yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's the hypocrisy. Oh, sorry, on, it's the hypocrisy that I think. I think I was going to say that. Do you know I what I mean? I think, right, I think you, you see it in society, like there's certain things we're willing to, and similar to maybe something we'll discuss there, there's certain things that particularly push the button of the society as a whole mm-hmm. and, and justifiably. Mm. But there's other things which you could argue are worse in terms of um, uh, indicators of where our moral compass is right. that society has come to accept as a norm in, in, in our day-to-day living. Mm. Um, you, you almost never know, you know, how people would react to the things. Um, and when we're so careful when we're talking to things, people at work, etc., because we're not sure how they perceive, mm. you know, what their sort of subjective morality is. Um and it's and so and, and and because that's the norm and the way we interact, it can be quite like sad and depressing because you know look how far society has fallen yeah. from the truth. Um, and you can imagine maybe something that's a theme Paul might reflect on. You know, in in even in when when we think we're justified in our anger, yeah, yeah, our hypocrisy shows the more at yeah. that moment. You know, so I was I think I was just going to ask you, I guess, on that point about um, governance and you know thinking through. Because I'm, I'm still not quite sure where I'm landing on this. Not necessarily that I'm now going to be encouraging revolt, but more so in this point where we're kind of seeing a collective frustration mm-hmm. with government and leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we express that in a way that that demonstrates our submission to the authorities, but still kind of recognizes the collective failure of what well, I sorry what I consider collective failure of the the parties in charge so has that something that you've been thinking about and what do you think is a kind of an appropriate response to that i'm always encouraged because i know that the early church they faced in terms of political um opposition they they faced something that i might probably never face in my lifetime Mm -hmm. and yet still you know god kept them and they were steadfast you know um, and we're, we're, we're encouraged by letters written in that context, right. you know. So in many ways, our context is much easier. So wait, when you're saying that, sorry, do you mean actual I mean, like we're political persecution? Yeah, we're thinking, yeah. Right. We're thinking Nero, we're thinking um, rulers at the time who were persecuting Christians directly. Right, 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 um, right. Obviously, we're not really receiving that. But yeah. yet still, I think we can speak to the wrong that those in power do because it's wrong. Mm. Um, and I think then the Christian has to find the balance of being able to do that and still honor those God has put in mm. because we see the early church do that. Right. Uh, um, yeah, um, Paul Clay, Paul Clay outlines the role and position rulers have and possibly they have yet still, we know in later letters, um, I know in Paul's are thinking Peter, thinking Peter, mm. Peter about living peaceably, um, uh, and, and, and what we know of the time they lived in, the narrative wasn't to revolt, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a it's, it's a really high threshold to start begin talking about revolt, right? For me as a Christian, yeah, because yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's not clear that that's what we're here to do. Mm. Yet still, that to say that we just we don't recognize where um, 
leaders are doing wrong. Yeah. Because there is there is a standard. Yeah, yeah. And that's in the Bible. It's tough because I don't know, I've been thinking about this point just in terms of like what is even the appropriate like kind of respect or reverence for them. Because it's like increasingly I feel like over the years I've become apolitical as I've become more and more disenchanted with like who's in power and kind of who the opposition are. But obviously the scriptures kind of tell for us to like pray for our leaders and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. But then even just on a day-to-day practicality, I find it a struggle, <laughs> genuinely. And you yeah, probably yeah. find this more generally, not just with your leaders, maybe people you don't always kind of see eye to eye with, right? Yeah. So, some people you might consider your quote-unquote enemies um, yeah. to, to kind of pray for them and show love towards them. Um, and I think that's one of the kind of more practical challenges that I've been finding that actually as more and more gets revealed about, you know, the... I was just going to use a word that is completely unnecessary, but machinations of this government. <laughs> like just, it's just like you become more and more frustrated mm. um, at, you know, what they present, but actually the very bad underbelly mm. um, of the current, of the current government. And then it makes me more and more reluctant practically mm. um, to kind of think of, I don't know, it, to respect them absolutely mm-hmm. um but to almost even kind of think of them in a in a positive light that they've been placed here for our mm, good because mm, mm, mm. it's like actually i look around me and i just kind of see the welfare of so many more people seems to be regressing mm. how can i appropriately reflect this um in my prayers concerning the current leadership we have right now so that's been a challenge mm-hmm. it hasn't and i think to your point it hasn't led me to a point where i don't pray for leadership so i feel like almost like more to the point now i'm quite more seriously taken into consideration um the conversion of souls of, mm. of people in mm, parliament yeah. um the like the promulgation of christian voices in there um to really kind of just challenge you know i think we've called it challenge the hypocrisy challenge you know the, the blatant lying and stuff like that like um to really stand for integrity um, in places of leadership um, and so that's kind of where it's kind of pushed me to but it's been hard because I know that there are kind of you know this is a conversation I guess we're having on a pod but mm. I could so easily descend into just becoming like abusive and completely dismissive yeah. of who God has placed in charge mm, of us Babylon, yeah it's <laughs> But you know, like, it's yeah. just, it's there on the tip of and your tongue. So you're ready. It's so easy. easy. It's so, especially for someone like Boris Johnson. Yeah. It's, just it's very easy to be in conversation, wanna, yeah. to be in conversation with your colleagues, with your friends who may not be believers, to just like, immediately, do you know what? I have these completely fundamentally different ideals to this person. I, um, I hate even, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can call it a right to say, but I hate the way in which this country is being led. I hate the way in which people are being fed lies mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. Um, but it not to kind of descend into um, like a, a dishonoring of that position. Because even yeah. if even if the person mm-hmm. um, who's, in, mm-hmm. who's in power isn't necessarily somebody we can consider um, godly or whatever, mm-hmm. I think there is still a sense in which the position itself mm-hmm. holds weight in the Christian's yeah. mind. And so mm-hmm. you can't just kind of there's a there's a there's there's a like a baseline I guess of respect that you have to be able to give to that. Um, Mary, I wanted to come back to you on um, what you kind of thought was the antidote to churchianity. Um, I don't know if you've been thinking about that. Also, it's just like how do you think we can kind of speak to more broadly um, people who have been. So I think maybe I'd I'd kind of thought of it as like you've been churched. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. so I've heard, like, I've heard that term since like you've been raised in the church. Like you say, like you know the lingo and all that kind of stuff. Mm. If you get around people, you can you can make your way through yeah. um, a service without ever really kind of going beyond like the surface type thing. How? What do you kind of think is the antidote to that? And even when you're kind of thinking about our city, maybe more specifically, um, how can we encourage people to get out of the churchianity culture? And just into genuinely embracing like the faith, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, I think yeah, you kind of have to pray really mm. for like just the spirit to kind of um, yeah 
take 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 over. Um, that sounds very extreme. But no, no, he. Um, because yeah, because I think even in churchianity or being church, there's a there's a forming of your own morality. So mm. like, even when you see someone and say, "Oh, this is what I believe," or mm. "I don't go to church," and I've already formed my own sense of morality, and everyone is trying to be a good person, quote unquote. Um, but of course, the, the gospel promotes uh, the belief or the the the, the truth that. We have no righteousness of our own. Right. Um, our righteousness is in Christ. So yeah, you, you really just have to, to pray because mm. even I, you know, I have family members in there, you know, regular church attendees, but really have no devotion to the Lord. Mm. Um, and it's hard to. You might say to someone who doesn't go to church, oh, you know, you should you know, start going to church, you know, start reading your Bible. But it's, it's difficult when you're speaking to people and they're, they're doing that already. Mm. Um, and of course, you can challenge on on certain things. You know, really wanting to to pinpoint kind of what your righteousness is in. Is it in yourself or is it in Christ? Mm. Um, What's your life like? Is it evidenced by, you know, uh, obedience? But mm. It comes to a point where, yeah, you just have to pray that the Lord will remove scales mm. um, and really kind of get to the heart um, in people's lives. Because, yeah, it, it's just interesting. I've just been thinking about that. Like every, even when sometimes I'm on Twitter and you might see something controversial and someone's taking one side and someone's taking another side and everyone is really trying to ascribe their own mm-hmm. sense of morality to that right. to that situation. Right. doesn't matter what the topic is, you know, yeah. it could be about, even like, for example, the Super Bowl, um, you know, Dr. Dre, Dre there. I don't know if you guys saw it. And there's some people discussing kind of Dr. Dre's historic um, history with, with domestic violence right. um, and abuse to women. And and you've got you know whatever side you stand on, you've got some people saying, yeah, like he shouldn't actually be performing. given that platform. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Okay. Some people are saying no, he should be. In. And and it, and and through the veil of that discussion, you're seeing people really talking about morality. What is our sense of morality? What is our sense of good and evil? Mm. Um, and yeah, for the Christian, it's easy to buy into that, but mm. we have to remember that uh, we is, we have no morality that we can stand on mm. um, outside of Christ. Mm. Um, and it's really just reminding yourself of that, isn't it? Yeah. What, what do you think you did? Yeah, um, it was interesting. I was, I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to think about. Um, I was trying to think about London specific issues, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. I guess, yeah, I didn't. I didn't formulate it in my mind. I guess quickly enough. Um, one I th- I f- I felt was like. I could just like go to, but I thought um, one of one of the interesting ones, and I think more generally, kind of speaking to this point about kind of millennials and stuff, was just like our consumption with social media and mm-hmm. smartphones. Mm-hmm. And this was actually prompted not by necessarily reading like one of the Apostle Paul's epistles, but again, just some of the stuff that I've been kind of gleaning from Proverbs. And I listened to um, oh, I forgot the guy's name. But basically, um, All Souls in, I want to say Oxford Circus? Mm-hmm. All Souls Church, Langham Place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did like a sermon series um, a few years ago. And I just happened to stumble across this um, this sermon. And he, and he was speaking more specifically about the age that we're living in and kind of preoccupation with, um, with like the smartphone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just kind of, because we've been, we had this conversation about the way in which kind of social media can shape your thoughts on the last app. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this point in particular where you, you think of in, in Proverbs where you have these two characters, Lady Folly and Lady Wisdom, mm-hmm. who again are kind of crying out in the marketplace of ideas. One is kind of, kind of gives this kind of seductive speech and is kind of allure, alluring and is kind of considered enticing. But actually, Proverbs speak of that person, of, of that Lady, Lady Folly, um, leading you down to destruction. Yeah. The flip side is kind of um, is Lady Wisdom, um, who if you kind of pursue wisdom and you and you 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 um, em- embrace this embrace embrace uh, her words, it leads to kind of life and you obtain favor from the Lord. I think it says in like Proverbs four. Mm-hmm. And I guess the whole point was there are competing entities, if we can call it that, vying for our attention. Yeah. And God in the scriptures is calling us to give our focus to him that, mm-hmm. that should be our kind of chief source of joy but also um our uh, our you know our preoccupation if i can call it that yeah. whereas actually you find that being bogged down in your like I've, I've got two phones i've got a work phone and i've got my own personal phone and if we did the numbers and we, we get to see this right you get to see how much time you're spending mm-hmm. <laughs> the screen time is, is when you loud. see your screen time it's very it's loud. very very loud but then it was funny because it was just like you you realize how much time am I spending on my phone, whether I'm responding to emails mm. or is it that I wake up and like, what's the TLC and what fresh mm-hmm. tea is mm. on there? Well, for me, it's Wordle. Okay, is that, that's oh, the yeah, new Wordle one, yeah? Wordle as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, so even like playing your, like, Wordle's a, a game? Yeah, 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 like, so playing your games, all of those kind of things or 
what's your latest WhatsApp group chat tea? Like what's, mm. you just kind of find more and more and more your attention is being pulled away yeah. um, from like, you know, what could be, oh, no, your, your attention is being pulled away from your devotion to Christ, who is the embodiment of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, the scriptures tell us and is, and is calling us to seek out and pursue. I um, mean, it's actually being given to, to other, if I can call them distractions or things yeah. that ultimately don't matter so much. And I think when we kind of speak about this age in particular, like advancements in technology, great as they are, and, and this isn't to kind of put smartphones and social media in the kind of good or bad column. Ultimately, mm. right, these things, I don't think I can call them good or evil, but they're not neutral in the sense that... I mean, social media, listen, listen yeah. I'm more convinced social media, I don't know anymore. What is that you think it is? Honestly, <laughs> but it can be used for good. Yeah, so, 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 so I guess... So, good, so, but we use honestly. social media. But ultimately, they're tools, right? Yeah, they Ultimately, tools. They're, they're tools and it's how you use them. Mm-hmm. It, that's probably more of an indication of your heart. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, or where your priorities lie. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it was just kind of that sense of, first of all, having kind of right prioritization, mm-hmm. um, which can, which is a challenge to young and old people, but particularly, I guess, for kind of Christians who are, um, you know, in on social media or have got like smartphones. And it's funny because I, I say that just because, well, I don't, I'm just thinking actually, probably the vast majority of Christians around the world don't have this challenge maybe. Yeah. They probably yeah. don't have smartphones, yeah. but for us in the West in particular, yeah. Um, it's a much bigger challenge, and I guess like maybe that's the maybe that's Paul's letter. Say that again. Maybe that's the feature in Paul's letter. The sort of as you're referring to now, right. you know, so compared maybe a letter in the West compared to letter. Yeah. Right, so right, 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 right. Yeah, I feel you. Um, and then I guess with that, then it was just kind of along the similar theme of kind of being attentive to Lady Wisdom and encouraging Christians to shun Lady Folly. I think there's a, a later part in Proverbs 4 which kind of speaks about guarding your heart and protecting your eyes. I can't remember the... Out of all things, bro, the Yeah, exactly. Um, issues of life. And exactly, and, and um, just kind of like avoiding coarse speech and stuff like that. I think it's like Proverbs 4.23 mm-hmm. um, around there. And then it kind of spoke to more specifically just being mindful of what you're consuming um, mm. ultimately, like how being mindful of the fact that, you know, what you're consuming is having quite a serious impact on you. It can be shaping your your thought life. It can be shaping your, more generally your worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that stuff can be damaging. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe kind of linking this into Paul um, is just being mindful of the fact that spiritual warfare occurs in so many different planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and most Christians probably wouldn't even think about the fact that social media mm-hmm. or smart, um, smartphone usage kind of falls into that category. Yeah, it's a battlefield. Great, <laughs> great tools of distraction. Exactly, well. yeah. Because yeah. all you're just thinking, of, all you're thinking, uh, um, just thinking about like the song we heard recently, those Christians who are preoccupied with like demons flying and all of those kind of things, pitchforks and all of those, mm. kind of, like, <laughs> <you, laughs> <laughs> chilling behind you. <laughs> like them kind of things, like you, you have caricatures of what yeah. kind of spiritual warfare looks like, where actually it can really be the mundane things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it can really just be, you know, the phone in your pocket that, mm. um, you just can't do without, right? Yeah. Um, or like you wake up in the morning and, and rather than kind of being thankful and maybe kind of just thinking, let me kind of open up scriptures or, or say a prayer this morning. Man, I need to see what they were talking mm-hmm. about. Like, yeah. what's the, what's what did the, I miss? What did I miss yeah. type thing, right? So um, I guess, yeah, just being mindful of that, that again, it's another kind of, if I can call it battlefield, uh, where, where you, you have to kind of shore yourself up yeah. um, in yeah. both in the mind um, and even, I guess, with your body, I guess, being prepared to kind of like put it away from you if, if, if that's the appropriate way to kind of term it. Um, because yeah, so many of these things are competing and vying for your, vying for your attention. Um, yeah. And ultimately they can be a source of distraction that leads to even more damaging uh-huh. um, issues in your life. So I think that was the one that I was thinking about. Like, I don't think it's strictly pertinent to London, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely for this kind of, yeah, definitely for the West and for this kind of in, like technological age. And again, yeah. the point isn't to not embrace technology mm. um, or to kind of just consider all of that kind of stuff evil. Um, like you say, it, there is such good yeah. um, that has come sure. out of it. So it's not a, it's not an ease or all. Mm. I guess with many things, you're just trying to encourage people balance. Yeah. Um, and nice. and there's, there is definitely an appropriate balance. Um, I think you were making this point earlier and we can, I guess, kind of segue into it now with mm-hmm. the, um, um, the Kurt Zuma um, mm. incident. 
I don't know if you guys who are watching listening are <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah our football fans so Kurt Zuma is um a centre-back that plays for West Ham United um yeah formerly of Chelsea um he was recently I think so that his his brother I forgot his brother's name who plays for Dagenham and Redbridge um they were both on Snapchat recently and they publicized a video of them um do I say assaulting their cat is that the best way to put it? You're kicking abusing. a slap. Kicking a slap. Mm. Abusing. Abusing. Um, is it one cat? I don't know if it was... I think they have two cats. But okay. Two cats. I think it was at least one cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess to kind of tied to this point that was being made earlier about kind of morality, um, seeing um, in the social media sphere, like the way that we see how people judge and mm. the law of God is written on people's hearts and stuff like that, how there's kind of a collective outrage um, sometimes when we see these incidents and it and it giving us some kind of reminder, um, yeah, I'm sure everybody would have. Even if you haven't seen the video, mm-hmm. you've probably heard of the fallout. Have um, you guys seen the video? I haven't seen the video. I have seen the video. I have, this is a video I was prepared to watch. I wasn't prepared to watch. <laughs> you know, Not obviously, my turn, yeah, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to watch that. But um, so yeah, it was. Um, what was your thoughts when you watched the video? Shocking. Mm. Okay. Right. Shocking, definitely shocking, and um, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't have pets. Never had mm-hmm. pets. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it's, it's strange. I was gonna say like I come from that very. This isn't to say that Nigerians don't have pets here, but unless it's like a domestic dog, in Nigeria, pets just seem to be to me a bit of an irritant. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's in the way more than it is something that I find lovable. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I remember seeing <laughs> seeing some kind of reactions. It's like. All of this over a cat. Yes, so Nigerian. <laughs> you know what I mean? But legit, but like, yeah. right? And, I, and I, I think that's what actually kind of sparked my interest in this because I, th- this conversation, because I was just like, do you know what? Yeah, like I understand not all of us are that, mm-hmm. um, you know, heavy on pets or all mm. of those kind of things there. Mm. But there's obviously an appropriate way in which we can digest what we've seen on camera here and more generally just be thinking about kind of human interactions with yeah. animals. In my past life, I did have considerations about going into conservation and stuff. Really? Genuinely, you know. Wow. I think it's wow. kind of what to do, like marine conservation, not domestic <laughs> pets. Um, but I've com- come down a completely different turn. Um, did you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know, Edge, what did you think when you saw the video? Bro? No, Especially it was just abusive. Like, yeah. like, I don't, same. Mm. Um, and it's one of them ones where I don't, you know, I don't even think... You need to have proximity to animals to appreciate. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's and um, yeah, and it sparked my interest to wonder actually, like, what does the Bible say about animals? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that, that was really good. That came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no, but it was. It wasn't good. It was, and I think listen. I think he. This is. I think he. He appreciates that. Yeah. Seems though he's quite contrite. Mm. I think it's clear any punishment that's coming his way. He seems to have received it. Mm. Um, I think he's accepted that animals taken away for at least a period yeah so but the event itself was cool so it was horrific it was because what like, sorry go on, go on no because again you think of animals they're very much in human care especially right. domesticated animals yeah um i wouldn't go as far as say they're children i know people call them babies and stuff yeah. but there's a level where yeah they're, they're your responsibility and you should show kids and, 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 and you know care and decent and treat them decently and that was like total right? opposite that why didn't you watch it I don't know, I just didn't want to watch it. I just okay. thought it was just, it was a bit much. And I think I was a bit late. Okay, so fair enough, fair late. enough. When I started seeing the tweets, people were like, I think I'd seen what Chris Kirkland said. And he was like, this is worse than racism. Okay. Right, okay, so I didn't, I didn't watch that video. Yeah, I, see, all I, I saw that and then I saw everybody just put rolled up their sleeves and yeah, said, yeah, we're yeah. about to tuck this guy yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, so I think his point was that, you know, there's been people who've been charged by the FA yeah. for, you know, racist tweets, but... He's only gonna get a two week fine essentially, and people were like racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you think, yeah. Let's not downplay. Yeah, like yeah. for me, if I had a friend and they're abusing mm-hmm. cats, mm-hmm. I'd be worried mm-hmm. for the safety mm-hmm. of everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. I just, I just link it so much with just domestic violence and treatment of people. So for me, I was just already terrified just seeing that. Um, right, right. But yeah, but the response. I mean, I think the, fa- I think he played the next game. And yeah. Now his manager, his manager's been. Happy to back him. Yeah, West Ham yeah. are on a uh, top four charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsorships were dropped. Okay, um, so on. Okay, on that point, yeah. 
do you think the response I, we can we can address the various responses mm. do you think the response from the club? Uh, fr- okay yeah do you think the, the response from the club has been proportionate i think the two weeks fine i think he should have been he should have been suspended again okay I, th- I don't remember when it, let's say the incident happened on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think their, their game was like on a Thursday. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you're going to start. Like yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. okay, I get the two weeks wages, but there needs to be a sense that what you've done is very serious. Okay. Okay, it's 250K. Yeah. But that's really nothing to Kazima. That's um, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks wages. wages yeah. like, that's really nothing. It's the max as well they said they're playing. They said they can find a player. He should have been suspended the game. I think so. Really? Especially just because of how quick it was. If it was like on an international break or, yeah. I don't know, he's injured. But the next day, don't okay. do that again. Oh yeah, warm up. Like for me, it just didn't. And I think there was one of their sponsors who actually uh, West Ham sponsor, and they dropped. I can't remember. The so name. they've lost Vitality. Yeah, and, and West Ham. Uh, not West Ham. Adidas. I think have also. Yeah, suspended. I think he, Adidas he suspended. lost Adidas. He, he lost Adidas. his. He yeah. lost his personal yeah. Adidas. Yeah, sponsor. but there's okay. one team that I mean, one company that was sponsoring West Ham, and they travel, dropped literally because of how yeah. quickly they didn't. Um, they, yeah, they started the next game. Mm. Um, so I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. West Ham should have definitely, but you know, David Boyer said, "I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dog lover. I have horses. You know, <laughs> spoken to Kurt, yeah, yeah. Um, which is yeah, ah, uh, yeah. What do you think of the? That's the thing because like the it's social media for her though. That's the thing because they want blood. You know, it, it comes come back to what we talked before this, this whole you know, um, uh, yeah, just how I guess what 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 infuriates us and this. It's one of the things I think rightfully should infuriate people. Okay. Um, and then you look at the stage in which the immediate fury becomes um, protracted and you wonder at what, okay, so, okay, uh, you know, because can't, you know, fury doesn't tend to last forever. Mm. You're wondering now, I wonder, so what point are people going to be like satisfied? Not as a criticism, more just an observation. Mm. This one is interesting to see. Um, and the reason why it got into this murky space about now we were comparing um, issues such as racism and was because this issue seems to have seems to have maintained smoke longer than typically Mm. other issues tend to maintain their smoke right right or the you know the public fury against so that was so like like racism in football like racism in football right got you yeah man Antonio came out you know hidden hero (laughs) so I get it and so for me it's like I think where's Criticize West Ham, but obviously Moyes and Kurt have spoken. Yeah. And I assume face to face. Yeah. And it, the point is, if, listen, if Kurt was genuinely repentant mm. to David Moyes, are we are we to say he made the wrong decision to play him? You know, I, you might say, yeah, unwise, unwise, but actually, can we be more understanding if he actually played him, if he played him, um, if Moyes indeed was, you know, was sure that Zuma was repentant, having spoken to him. Mm. Obviously, we're talking the TL. We're seeing the cat okay. being kicked. That's yeah. a loop. Yeah. The fury is just. Yeah, yeah. But if at, if Moise is speaking to Kurt and Kurt is repentant, yeah, I yeah. do wonder. You know, is is should that be sufficient? And it, and if it's not sufficient, why is it sufficient? Right. Because at what point then is someone resolved um, of of their of their as it were their sins yeah. in the public's eye. And why is it that then some issues take take more to use the it's, it's a you know to to to, to carry the metaphor? What you know, why does why is more penance required yeah. that than for Other something issues. else? So and it again it reveals issues in society. It reveals it shows where what it, it just shows our hearts in many yeah. areas, whether that's good or bad. But this one, I think, I think it's concerning because yeah, you know what, ultimately. It's bad, but if a fellow human being had received, ha- when when issues affect fellow human beings, I mean, you know, yeah, why aren't they receiving the same? That has mm. to be a question because there is a value. Mm. You know, I don't know. I know it's a hard thing to say. People want like to hear that, but there is actually a, a value hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. In in in, in, in you know, humanity compared to animal kingdom. Yeah. No, it's not saying uh, in saying that though. Went to the because I, I was like, you know, okay, what what does the Bible say about animals? All we say about all we say about animals is usually we have dominion over them. But what does the Bible say? To be honest, there's some deep things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some deep things. And th- I guess this was um, this was to to Mary's kind of point about how you kind of consider a way in which um, a person is prepared to kind of treat animals mm. might be instructive of how they might be how they might treat humans. I think. And so. I think the proverbs even speak to that. So there's a proverb. Yeah. Um, that speaks about the way in which 
how righteousness can be shown in the mm-hmm. way that you treat your animal. So I think it's Proverbs thirty two ten, like a um, a righteous man has a regard for his beast, but even the even the mercy of the wicked man is cruel. Yeah, even his wicked. So even yeah, 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 yeah. even um, so saying like even what we consider your most kind of tender. Mm-hmm. Um, um, merciful acts they are tinged with wickedness yeah. but actually you can see more more broadly for somebody who owns an animal or somebody who has a pet it can be indicative it can be indicative of like yeah it is indicative of righteousness in the sense that the way in which you treat that animal shows your reverence for god's created beings mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. i th- and i think that's something that's something that you have to bear in mind i completely agree with you that there's hierarchy in the created order but that's not to the extent that it then gives us like the dominion mandate gives us license to abuse. Christ almost says yeah. he expects to, he expects you yeah. on Sabbath day mm. to take your sheep out of the pit mm. it falls in Matthew twelve. Mm. Which one of you you know like wouldn't help your cattle who fell in the pit? I think it's a cattle or your sheep fell in the pit mm. um, on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Those that saying Sabbath, those that are esteeming Sabbath in such a way, mm. Christ is almost saying, Sabbath, okay, fine, but would you not even? Mm. And don't forget again, I was saying it earlier. Um, God cares for the sparrows. Yeah, yeah. He cares for the plants. Yeah, plants those. Who, yeah, those who don't. Yeah, plants yeah. don't bark on meow. He cares for them. You know, so like, you, you can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah. little thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right though, because I, I think it was when you actually start to kind of go through the scriptures. I think it more so you, you see that there is an appropriate esteem mm. for animals. So the whole point about you know, um, God still feeds the birds even though they don't sow or reap. Yeah. Um, this one, this one with me was probably the most shocking. Mm. Nineveh, I never. You read things, you don't really clock. So in Nineveh, uh, I want to say chapter. I'm gonna get it wrong. I want to say chapter four. I think Jonah. Jonah, yeah. Sorry, Jonah. Yeah, so so Jonah. <laughs> so Nineveh. Chapter four. Well, we were there. Everybody, everyone, we were there. We were there. We knew where oh, he was. God, we knew was. Just for those who are, you know, Bible. <laughs> nah, feel you, I feel Nineveh you, I shouldn't you. be in your Bible. That's not a book <laughs> in your Bible. Throw that Bible away. Jonah, so God, you know, um, in referring to the destruction, um, so in, in referring to destruction, he could um, uh, incur on Nineveh. God refers to the the right people that might be there, right, and also the animals. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you do you miss that, right? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I was ju- I was just thinking about that that whole point of what is the kind of a appropriate way in which yeah. So first, so first of all, it's not it's not a thing where um, having dominion over animals and subduing them gives us a mandate to abuse them. Yeah. No. So I think that's why there's an appropriate response of disappointment. Yeah. Um, and fair. Um, yeah, um, and the parable. Sorry, I'm going on the Go parable ahead. of the it's lost sheep. Yeah, 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 it's a parable of a lost sheep. Yeah, yeah. Why did God, to a sheep. Right, and how? And 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 so, why would God use a parable that wouldn't invoke feeling? Mm. You know, yeah. We we should care for that lost sheep, yeah. and that's a symbol of how God cares for us. Right, 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 right. You know, no one could say you know a Christian should have concern for animals. Right, yeah, they should. Um. So yeah, I guess just on that point that it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't license cruelty mm. but actually the way in which we regard our animals is a symbol of our righteousness and actually yeah. like you're saying mm. in one sense our care for god's created order um is reflective of his care um for us also yeah. um was there anything that you wanted to kind of chime mm. in on that no <laughs> i was i was just scared yeah having, so of course I get the 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 comparison of you know race, racism is far worse than mm. I agree, but it felt that we were really downplaying his actions. Like, mm. It's quite scary. When I was reading, of course, they took the. I think he has two pets. I think, I think they had two cats. Yeah, they and they stuff they like they that. Like, yeah, like for me, I just felt like guys, what he did is really scary. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah, and I think West Ham, I think they, what their response wasn't. Yeah, even in destruction. God made sure there were two of each other. <laughs> you just need to come in. No, but I feel you. No, you I see, feel you. even the structure. Really in a sense, yeah. the human beings got a, they got a short straw in that story. Just, you see, see, so this is so this is one this family, every animal, every kind of animal. You went from preaching to reaching <laughs> very quick. You went from preaching to reaching very quick. But no, it's just because I, I guess what 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 can be, and I think this has been demonstrative of the way in which people have been responding. Right, mm-hmm. is the sense that. We love our animals so much. We then go to that. You know, they haven't been they haven't been crowned with the same glory mm-hmm. that yeah, that, mm-hmm. that humans oh, have been. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what you have to counterbalance is to Chris Kirkland's point. They're not one and the same, or they're not even remotely close. Someone said um, racism is just words. Animals can't defend themselves. I said, which <laughs> which words have you seen in racism, please? No, but uh, again, like 
an, an, an indignity to a human being is far more consequential because mm. they're made in the image and yeah. likeness yeah, of God, right? Yeah, so, you know, animals, when the scriptures speak about animals being made, he makes, he make, he looks at them and he sees that they're good. Mm -hmm. Human beings, very good. Yeah. There's that added emphasis mm -hmm. um, on the way in which, you know, God... doesn't breathe into animals. Yeah. Mm. They, so they have, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so they have, they have life, but yeah, there's, there's not a, that kind of connection mm. with them in the same way that, you know, the scriptures kind of speak of us as, um, as being kind of bestowed with that glory and honor. He's made us a little lower than the heavenly beings mm, in that yeah. sense. So there's an appropriate way to esteem human life um, and animal life. And that's not at all to suggest we should disregard animal life or, you know, just wink at animal cruelty. Mm. Um, but at the same time, don't jump out the window. Can we extend it to treatment of the planet, do you think? So as in like having concern for like I mean, climate, with the whole change, climate yeah, the sustainability. Do we extend it to that? Do we extend it to um, how, we, you know, waste and overconsumption? Over Recycling. So here, so here, here's the. Here. What's funny? No, 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 no. no sorry, it's the way. You remember the car? You remember the car? And you put in his waist. Let me take that out when you go. So he wore the car. The plastic. Oh. You wind up. You threw the bottle out the so window. So, so I think. I think. Yes. The only. Re the only reason. The only reason why I'm kind of sometimes I get kind of, I'm hesitant on this one, is. As, as with lots of things, there's just always a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like when you're kind of considering what is the damage that's actually being done to the planet, you'll hear differing extremes on, you know, how fossil fuels are doing this and all that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. them kind of things there. So I'm always cautious. But I think as a general level, um, yeah, so at a general level, we should be concerned for our environment mm -hmm. as yeah. God's kind of vice stewards mm -hmm. of the created order. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I would say there is, and again, we, like, creation is groaning for its renewal. Mm. It's broken. It's broken. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, we should do, what's, we, we should do what we can, I guess, to, um, to respect it, to preserve it whilst we're still here. But I'm not gluing myself yeah. to the road <laughs> because... Yeah. because your car them uses diesel. Them man, them man, yeah. I'm not Someone doing. Someone said she needs to go and see her mom. They said, <laughs> I'm, "I'm not, not doing. I'm it. not doing that stuff." Right? Can a Christian do that though? Can they become extreme? I, I don't. <laughs> and this is what I'm <laughs> saying. I don't, think I, don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's a it's an appropriate estimation of this world. Do you I've think, got it, to be do you think it's sinful? What to glue yourself no, to no, them? No. Because for me, it's like in some level, is there a sense of you? The hope is in the world. And and this is what I was no, wanting it's, to. It's, it's now is, it, is there a sense sometimes it comes above raising awareness, and now. Well, I'm not even sure I'm following what you're asking. So me. so so I'm all for raising awareness. Mm -hmm. I think you of like environmental of issues. Environmental issues. Okay. But is there a sense that with anything, right? Yeah. The extreme is that you you're you're living actually for that very thing. You're right. now raising yeah. awareness yeah, yeah, yeah. to. Right, I see what you're and saying. And so that then becomes idolatry, doesn't it? If right, 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 right. Like your like your hope is in this yeah. world that. Yeah. Um, this is all there is to mm. life, and so therefore we have to preserve this earth. And we got right. I see. I see what you're saying there. Yeah, that is something to guard against mm. because ultimately, you know, we think that the world will be renewed, and there will mm. be an even greater um, heavens and earth, and the Lord will destroy this world and create something even more beautiful um, in the next life. So I guess to to that point, whilst I see kind of the environmental damage that's taking place here, mm. you know, it's not. And again, I want to be careful because I don't want to kind of undermine the seriousness of some of those issues. But I don't think it's kind of compelling me to be kind of screaming at the rooftops about, um, you know, not using these cars or putting this mm. in that bin, all of that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. because I'm looking forward to yeah. like a new, yeah. there's a new it's similar to our sense. bodies. Isn't yeah, it? Like exactly. Our bodies yeah, yeah. are breaking down every day, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we should just eat poorly, not exercise. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We should still take care of our bodies, but not in a way that's, mm. We're ultimately saying that you know this is all we have exactly when we know we're gonna get a new body. A new glory, body. So, um, yeah. so I think I think there's a yeah again like there's an appropriate way to kind of consider environmental issues, mm -hmm. um, animal cruelty um, that rightly kind of kind of places our yeah puts our place in the world, but also the world in its own greater context mm -hmm. um, because you know this won't be here mm. in some at mm. some point. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's. Um, Call it quits there, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I loved it. Um, cool. So episode um, 82. 82. Yeah, 82. Going to be dropping the visuals again on this one. Yep. Let um, us subscribe, know. please. Where, actually, I'd be interested to hear 
if you are based in a different city other than London, and even if you are in London, so say you're listening to us, I don't know we've got listeners in the US, we've got listeners mm-hmm. um, in, in Africa, West Africa, South Africa, wherever city you're in, we'd be interested to hear. Um, what would you, what's Paul's letter? Yeah, what's, what's Paul's letter saying to you? What's Paul's saying to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I know even to people in Lagos, it's not just, oh, you foolish Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that. I've written to you for, like, let, let us know. And I guess this is even something that we can be prayerful about, right, for you is like, and what are the things that you guys are seeing as challenges in your cities? Your city, yeah. Um, and yeah, just just let us know. Let us, let us know what might be what might be said there and what might be helpful to, to think through and talk about. Cool. Episode 82. Oh, no.